show on pop culture and politics. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. It is an interesting day for movies because there's a big new movie about the biggest uh, birthday uh, in uh, Western culture. Uh, it, the movie is called Journey to Bethlehem, and it's a musical. And uh, not a solemn, not a faith-based uh, musical necessarily, but one that is uh, very sympathetic to uh, people who want uh, the seventh, uh, the, the sacred day message from this holiday season. Uh, we'll also be talking about the great DeSantis Newsom debate. Uh, we'll be talking about that with Chris Saliza, among others, who uh, reported for years on presidential contests uh, for uh, CNN. Uh, and uh, there is more with uh, Nikki Haley uh, offering a new challenge to Donald Trump. We will get to all of it on the Medved Show, 1-800-955-1776. But first, with a big full moon up in the sky right now, gorgeous moon, the uh, time for a Call of the Week classic, a collage of conspiracy calls, from December 2011. Listen. The call of the week. I get so overwhelmed. But, like, I don't understand. It's educational. Like everyone goes to the bathroom on campus every day, unless they have some great powers. It's informative. Your talk show creates a hostile environment. Feel the love. I love Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro, please keep it up. Hear the hate. And you're the devil. You're you're the big Hitler. Every Friday exclusively on the Michael Medved Show. And the winner is... You're on the Michael Medved Show Conspiracy Day. I have a deeply disturbing conspiracy to air in public. My own conspiracy theory that I have no proof of. My conspiracy call today is... Uh, and I don't pretend to be an expert at all. I'm not one of these kooks. Right. I'm not a politician, so if I stutter uh, or start lying, I'm not allowed to stutter. I mean, uh, manipulate or lie. Or... I've got a quick one here. I just don't believe a plane ever hit the Pentagon on 9-11. Bobby Kennedy's assassination, in my limited research, it appears to be that Sirhan was not the lone gunman there that, with witnesses and ballistic evidence and so forth. There were more than one gun fired. Okay. When I went on YouTube to look it up oh, and no. see... Here's the conspiracy. Everything I looked at, the way they killed bin Laden, it, it points to him still being alive because that kind of mission, the time they spent, him not being armed when they came in, there'd be no reason to, if they could keep him alive secretly, that they wouldn't. Corporate America is conspiring to keep the unemployment rate high in an effort to defeat Obama in November. Think about that. Obama and the Mayan, uh, the Aztec 2012 prediction, I think they coincide with the tribulation map from the Bible. The Antichrist is supposed to reign for seven years, tribulation. First three and a half years is supposed to be wonderful. Everybody thinks he's just wonderful then he starts losing that's just not common sense my conspiracy is basically how the republican party and the democrat party every 10 years of the census refused to honor the constitution by adding more congressional districts the suck for luck conspiracy may be um plausible professional sportsmen 
um, athletes um, are capable of throwing in the towel for what's coming in the you well, know, or, or the management. I think there's a very strong possibility that they see the second coming of Peyton Manning in him. <laughs> there is a conspiracy in the music industry to keep the most prolific, long-term '70s three-man power band out of the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do not acknowledge the three-man power band from Canada, Rush. And that just shows that uh, that anti-Canadian conspiracy uh, is unbeatable. Uh, meanwhile, there is uh, the view of the DeSantis-Newsom debate uh, on Fox News with uh, Sean Hannity moderating. Uh, this is the 30,000-foot altitude view of the debate, a 60-second summary of some of its highlights and lowlights. Listen. There's one 1.8. In closing that we have in common is neither of us will be the nominee for our party in 2024. He's just throwing stuff out to see what sticks against yeah. the wall. This is a slick, slippery politician yeah. whose state is failing, people are leaving his state, and he's trying to run interference right. for his failure. I'm the only guy here that's a border state governor. You're trolling folks and trying to find migrants to play political games to try to get some news and attention so you can out-Trump Trump. And by the way, how's that going for you, Ron? You're down 41 points in your own home state. Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. When are you going to drop out and at least give Nikki Haley a shot to take down Donald Trump in this nomination? She laid you out. Please. You're a walking hypocrite. You what about, you're a walking you hypocrite what about China? on the issue of China. Uh, the, uh, does that sound like fun? Uh, what's so peculiar about this is that uh, they, they agreed to this in the first place. I mean, because basically you had the, both of the gentlemen were very sternly attacking the other guy. And what's in it for, uh, for Gavin Newsom particularly? What does he have to lose? What do you have to gain? Kind of nothing. He, he really affirmed his loyalty to Joe Biden. I think the one thing that perhaps Newsom was hoping for was that he would be so aggressive that people would think, yeah, we got to have him debating Donald Trump next time. Uh, but I'm not sure that cause got advanced that directly. Uh, this was uh, uh, the uh, DeSantis uh, talking about various freedoms that had been granted in California under Gavin Newsom, uh, 1.7. one point, tried to say that California was the freedom state. I just kind of laugh like you're locking people down, you're doing all this. Uh, but then I thought about it, you know, California does have freedoms uh, that some people don't, uh, that other states don't. 
You have the freedom to defecate in public in California. You have the freedom to pitch a tent on Sunset Boulevard. You have the freedom to create a homeless encampment under a freeway and even light it on fire. You have the, the freedom to uh, have an open-air drug market and use drugs. You have a freedom, if you're an illegal alien, to get all these taxpayer benefits. So, so those are freedoms. They're not the freedoms our founding fathers envisioned, but they have contributed to the destruction of the quality of life in California, and the results speak for themselves. People are leaving the state because they have failed in addressing the homeless population. Okay, and then uh, Newsom answers back uh, with a uh, taunt that you had heard before. Here's 13. I can tell you this. I would not go to China and grovel in front of Xi uh, like Gavin Newsom did. He says China's a partner uh, on climate change. China's adding two new coal plants every year. China's laughing uh, at us with what they're doing. So, yes, they're the number one threat we face, and we need to take it seriously, and Joe Biden is not doing that. It's just, this is just a reminder. Uh, you know, it, it, I think it's a question some people are probably asking. I know Nikki Haley's campaign is asking, when are you going to drop out and at least give Nikki Haley a shot to take down Donald Trump in this nomination? She laid you out. Please. You're a walking hypocrite. You you what about, you're a walking you hypocrite what about China? on the issue of China. This is I'm the guy <laughs> that was looking for direct foreign trade from China, was doing trade that shows. Open up an awesome, That's already been debunked. An you talk about true. the liberal fact-checkers. Even the liberal fact-checkers did that. Donald Trump himself so. today called Please. you Red Ron for Please. a reason, because of your complete hypocrisy. All right. <laughs> well, it's terrific to hear Donald Trump quoted uh, approvingly by Gavin Newsom, really, Uh, to help with perspective on this monumental confrontation. Chris Saliza, uh, for many years with CNN, joins us coming up. And on The Michael Medved Show, Chris Saliza has reported on politics and power Uh, sports and politics uh, and the American presidency for years and years and years. He has a a new book, which is great fun to read. It's called Power Players about uh, the American presidency and the involvement of so many American presidents uh, with sports of a different kind. So uh, do you think that uh, the idea of debating, even when you don't have to because you're not a candidate for office, is that uh, count as a uh, fascination with sports by high-powered politicians? It's a a sport for me to watch it, I suppose. Um, That was weird, I thought. I mean, I I totally get it from the Fox end of things. Just before I came on with you, Michael, I was uh, looking at something, and it said uh, 4.75 million people watched it, which a lot of people watch Sean Hannity's show anyway, but not that many people. So there's a, you know, there's a ratings bump there. I sort of got it from Gavin Newsom's end, too. You know, get get exposure on the national stage, show that you're a good surrogate for Joe Biden, all that sort of stuff. The, the person I really didn't understand why he did it was Ron DeSantis. Um, Gavin Newsom is not currently running in the Republican primary for president. Um, I don't know that debating Gavin Newsom wins over anybody who is with Trump and is sort of, you know, looking at Ron DeSantis. It seems to me like his time would be better spent doing other things, even if those other things are raising money. 
I, I didn't get it from the DeSantis end, but, but I will say, and I will confess, I have not understood a lot of what Ron DeSantis has done in this race, so that's not new for me. Okay, there's uh, somebody who disagrees with you and thought this was a great night for Ron DeSantis. This is uh, clip number four. This is Mark Penn, who is a former aide to uh, the Clintons, and he is chairman of the Harris Poll. Uh, Listen. Congratulations on the best debate of 2023 for sure. Uh, look, I, I thought it was, you know, except for moments of people calling each other a liar and bully, I thought it was an incredibly substantive debate. I thought Ron DeSantis, look, if you're in the DeSantis campaign, putting the campaign talking points I just heard aside, I think you're pretty happy tonight. Your candidate did really well. He held up extremely well. He was articulate. He was a fighter. I thought he did particularly well on the economy, taxes, immigration, and crime. The weakness was social issues. Here's where I thought Newsom was really passionate. Agree with him or not? He was passionate. He stuck to his ground. He articulated his principles. And Ron DeSantis was stuck with a six-week abortion bill he really didn't want to talk a lot about. Uh, your reaction, Chris Eliza? Well, Mark Penn has advised more presidents than I have, so I always, uh, I, I always keep that in <laughs> mind. So I'm somewhat deferential. The only thing I would say is... This isn't a race that is happening. There's no Ron DeSantis versus Gavin Newsom race that voters can vote on. Like, it's not as though that they're the two presidential nominees and we got a preview of the general election debates, right? Like, there's no fair there. Ron DeSantis's challenge is not showing that he can beat Gavin Newsom. It's showing that he can beat Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. Maybe, to Mark's point, maybe he made a little headway there. But but to my mind, the way that you beat candidates in a primary election is to go right at those candidates. And neither of those candidates were on stage last night. Well, that you, the idea of going right after those candidates, uh, do you think that uh, Gavin Newsom may have uh, stirred some heartstrings from Democrats who want to see somebody stand up to Trump. If Trump agrees to debates, Mm -hmm. he would agree to a debate with uh, Joe Biden, most people assume. But if there were a candidate like uh, Gavin Newsom, who was uh, more formidable than Joe Biden is expected to be, uh, are you sure that uh, Donald Trump would agree to that debate? So I guess, Michael, I'm I'm more skeptical that Donald Trump will agree to any debates, no matter who the Democratic nominee is. But but I do agree with you that it is probably more likely he would agree to a debate with Joe Biden than with Gavin Newsom, mostly because I think Trump thinks he sort of can beat Joe Biden in a debate. Uh, for me, you know, to the extent there's something interesting to say about Gavin Newsom from that debate, to me, it's, you know, this is sort of a tryout. Uh, I still think Joe Biden is going to be the nominee in 2024, barring some sort of cataclysm. I I don't think there's some secret primary challenge that's going to erupt from Gavin Newsom. But I do think that Gavin Newsom is super mindful of the fact that Fox is a huge national platform, obviously watched more by Republicans than Democrats, but nonetheless, it got a ton of coverage today. Um, And, you know, this is the sort of thing that we know Democrats, a majority of Democrats think Joe Biden is too old to be president. A majority of Democrats wish someone else was their nominee. Uh, You know, I think Gavin Newsom is just saying, hey, everybody, I'm here. Uh, (laughs) You know, I'm not going to primary Joe Biden. I'm not going to do anything. But in the event that something does happen, I'm here and I sort of want to be, if not first in line, 
I'll probably be in line near the front. Do you think that uh, uh, Ron DeSantis uh, is going to pick up ground on Nikki Haley and Donald Trump because of his appearance last night? No. Um, You know, I think if you look at the broader signs for Ron DeSantis, I think Haley has the endorsement from Americans for Prosperity, the Koch brothers group, I think will help her organizationally where she was behind Ron DeSantis. There's more chaos today, and Ron DeSantis has never backed down PAC. Uh, Adam Laxalt, who was his college roommate and was the chairman of that super PAC, stepped down. It's the latest in a series of departures from it. I, I think the campaign is mostly in chaos. I, I, if I'm a betting person, which honestly I'm not because I'm not particularly good at it, but if I was a betting person, I, I would not buy a lot of Ron DeSantis stock at this point. I, I, I don't see – I think his campaign has been poorly run from the start. Uh, I think they have a candidate problem in that I, I don't think Republican voters sort of respond well to him. Um, and I think that he's probably – his best-case scenario is a second-place finish in Iowa, I think, behind Trump. Uh, I think he could finish third. Uh, I think he's in real trouble no matter what in New Hampshire. I just don't think he has much traction there. And I don't know how he survives not winning either Iowa or New Hampshire, uh, particularly if Trump wins both of them. I think the race is effectively over. What is a, uh, Wouldn't Trump uh, like the idea of – uh, Ron DeSantis uh, finishing second instead of third. If Absolutely. DeSantis finishes third, he's probably out of the race yes. altogether. The pressure That's would exactly be heavy. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think great Donald to talk Trump to. Would love, he would love to have DeSantis in the race through New Hampshire to split the anti-Trump vote up with Haley. Uh, let us see if that develops. Uh, Chris Saliza, you can follow him and his always entertaining and substantive columns at Chris Saliza. That's uh, Chris, C-I-L-L-I-Z-Z-A, dot substack, dot com. Uh, great to talk to you, Chris, and a very happy holiday to you and your family. We will be right back with more on The Great Debate. The Michael Medved Show. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. Sometimes you don't realize the importance... You will accept the invitation to subscribe today to our new Substack newsletter. Just posted earlier today a new podcast as part of our Substack newsletter. It's a audio commentary that you can listen to. It's uh, only a few minutes, but it's important because it's uh, part one of a series that I'm going to be doing about uh, myths, misunderstandings, and outright lies about the Middle East. This one is about the whole idea of uh, the great, once great nation of Palestine, which was destroyed by uh, Jewish settlers and colonists and who uh, drove all the Palestinians from their home. Is that true, any of it? Uh, check it out at... Uh, Michael Medved's context, you go to michaelmedved.substack.com. 
uh, sign up today. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, a uh, podcast early next week about the idea that it was really the Holocaust that made Israel possible. True? Actually not, but uh, we'll explain why not in the uh, podcast for next week. Uh, there's also um, commentary <laughs> by someone named Greg Price. This has gotten a lot of traction. He's posted on X. It is a sad day for America that the first ever gay, Jewish, Catholic, Hispanic, black, Caucasian son of immigrants, Ivy League graduate, cancer survivor, member of Congress, whose ancestors survived the Holocaust and died on 9-11, gets removed from office by his bigoted colleagues. Uh, that a tribute, of course, to <laughs> the, the vote today to expel uh, George, Dis, uh, San, George Santos from uh, the Congress of the United States. Meanwhile, last night, uh, DeSantis and Newsom went at it. It was unpleasant to listen to a large part of it because they wouldn't let each other speak. But uh, they went at it, just the two of them, uh, on COVID policies. 1.9. Listen. Per capita death rates what that in the state of Florida were 29%, per capita higher. 29% tens of thousands right of people Tens of thousands of people Don't unnecessarily lie about died. It. He put the graphic up there. Don't lie about it. Unnecessarily you don't need to lie about it. Because your policies. You're lying you don't about need to lie your record. About it. No, it's not. You were a lockdown governor. No, you locked down. One at a time, Gavin Newsom. Finish your thought. Beaches, bars, and restaurants. That's just a fact. He's running away from his record. He's running away from the fact. Tens of thousands of people died you unnecessarily saw the, the, the because he numbers. caved. To the, it's twenty-nine percent higher death rate in the state of Florida versus the state of California. Okay. Quick Tens response, Governor. Quick response. You should the stats. The stats are very clear. One at a time. Uh, on a per capita age-adjusted basis, California and Florida are basically the same. Now, why is that important? Because Gavin Newsom did huge damage to people in California. He ruined livelihoods. We reopened the, the, the state very quickly. We saved thousands of jobs. We saved hundreds of th hundred thousands of jobs, thousands of businesses. We had our kids in school. He had the kids locked out of school because of the teachers' union. That is having a generational impact. California has one of the lowest literacy rates in the country. In the most recent NAEP exam, Florida came in number three for fourth grade reading. California was far, far behind. So you should apologize for not getting your kids in school. Why didn't you get the kids in school in the summer of 2020 like we did? The only you person, bowed to the teachers' the only union. Person, you didn't do the job you should John, have done. All right, the only person, quick, quick, the only person right, one at a time, quick answer. is Ron DeSantis for the tens of thousands of lives that died unnecessarily because he played, played to the fringe of his party. we got to take a break. And Pass, I'll finish your thought. No, and when it comes to the issue of schools, you better be careful. You had more learning loss during COVID than the national average in the state of California. <laughs> we out. It's a fact. More learning loss. Your economy contracted more in 2020. Quick break. Expanded slower than California in 2021. More to come on this topic. More to okay, more to come, really? Do we want to hear that? And uh, then it, it got into a, a debate where DeSantis ripped Newsom for a California policy that allows children to leave their home state to get 
sex change operations. Uh, this is 1.5. Listen. They're but let me just say something about parents' rights, because he says California respects parents' rights. This is rich. He's been telling a lot of whoppers tonight. This may be the biggest. In California, if you're a parent in Iowa or New Hampshire or South Carolina, your minor choice. child can go to California without your knowledge or without your consent and get hormone therapy, puberty blockers, and a sex change operation yeah. all without you knowing or consenting. How in the heck is that you know what? honoring parents' rights when you're bringing people from out of state to go around their parents' backs and getting life-altering surgeries. That is radical. That you know, is Ron, extreme. These kids that is an assault on live. parents' rights. You know what, Ron? It's not this for is, you to decide. These, it's for the what? parents to it's decide. The, you know what? And the parents do not want their kids survive. going to these this, other honestly, things. Let me these go kids to a follow-up. Let me stay on a follow-up. Let's turn to the issue of education. decency and humanity? Okay, where's your decency and humanity? Look, it's one of those things, and I know that Sean was trying to let both sides speak and trying to be a fair moderator, but for goodness sake, you got to get control of this. And what is so bizarre is why it is that Ron DeSantis, who really isn't running against Gavin Newsom for anything, would make so many of his attacks so specific on Gavin Newsom in California. Okay, I get it. Ron DeSantis is not going to carry the state of California. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's, even if he were the Republican nominee. But uh, really, this is going to actually help either side. Uh, this is um, uh, Hannity actually pressing Gavin Newsom about books with graphic sex acts. Uh, clip 14. Some of the books you're talking about, one is called, the governor just brought it up, it's called Gender Queer, a memoir, explicit pornographic book showing sex acts. Another, Flamer, graphic book about young boys performing sex acts at summer camp. Uh, this book is gay, a book containing instructions on the ins and outs of gay sexuality. Let me finish. Uh, let's talk about it, a book that contains graphic descriptions about how to masturbate for males and females. My question to you, Governor Newsom, those books, do you believe that's appropriate for school districts to teach kids, yes or no? Not, come on, those are not, it's not part of the curriculum. They're not teaching. Those are, the, that, that not, those are books that were in school. Hold on, hold on. The bottom line is you are on a book-banning binge, your state. 1,406 books, 3,362 in this country. You didn't answer. What about those no, books? That's not, we don't provide for K through third grade education, that kind of curriculum. It's just made up. These guys make it up. It's part of this cultural purge. Should it it's be just a you, made what grade, up what grade would it be what acceptable? I find, but what I find offensive, Sean and Ron, what I find offensive is the a very significant number of these books happen to be LGBTQ books. Okay, that's exactly the point, because uh, that's the the need to, quote, explain uh, one form of sexuality. Uh, when we come back, uh, there are uh, some movies coming out, including two that are perfectly appropriate for children. Uh, one of them uh, not about sex, but about a uh, another explosive topic, religion. It's called A Journey to Bethlehem. It is a new musical uh, sort of aimed at uh, young people. 
Uh, we will review that and uh, review a film about a great musical competition and also the new film Saltburn uh, from the maker of Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennel. That and more coming up on The Mednet Show. America loves him. Americans love a winner. Hollywood hates him. You're a cheap, lousy, dirty, stinking mug. Michael Medved. After listening to uh, some of that spirited back and forth on the uh, debate between uh, Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom, um, maybe it's worth considering who the real winner of that debate could be. Uh, Nikki Haley was on Fox News, and she had this challenge to uh, issue to Donald Trump, uh, clip 10. I don't play for second. I never have. I'm not going to do it now. You know, we are now in second place in Iowa, second place in New Hampshire, and second place in South Carolina. We've got one more fella to catch up to, and the momentum is growing. We can feel it on the ground here in New Hampshire. We can feel it in Iowa, and we're going to keep working. I think, look, President Trump would have loved to have AFP's endorsement. Everybody wants the largest um, a, you know, conservative grassroots organization in America. That's millions of people on the ground in all of the early states that want to see a change in our country. And so I think President Trump would have loved to have that endorsement. I think with Chris Christie saying that, I am running against President Trump. I'm waiting for him to get on a debate stage. He can't keep hiding the way he's hiding. He can't start acting like President Biden. He needs to get on the debate stage. He needs to confront us. He needs to let us, you know, talk about the differences and go forward. But the r- truth is, you have to face facts. I think President Trump was the right president at the right time. I agree with a lot of his policies. But the truth of everything is, rightly or wrongly, chaos follows him. Chaos follows him. Everybody knows that. Okay, and uh, she goes on. She's right, of course. It would be helpful to the Republican Party, to the Republic, to voters everywhere, to uh, actually have Trump join the debates. Uh, especially with uh, Chris Christie apparently not going to be in this next one. That appears to be the case for the debate next week. Meanwhile, movies this week, please, from Maestro, the fanfare. Okay, speaking of Maestro, uh, that, of course, the big new movie about Leonard Bernstein with Bradley Cooper, but... There's another film about musicians, uh, musicians who are mostly teenagers, but incredibly talented. Uh, They're engaged in a piano competition in Warsaw, the internationally celebrated Chopin competition, in a new movie called Piano Forte. I mean, these, these people are just serious machines, you know, they train their whole lives. Flat. Everything is flat. Nobody likes competitions and everybody does it. I mean, how can you compete in music? It's like Olympics of piano. It's like the Olympics of piano. And uh, there's one star in particular here who is a movie star, period. Just one of those people who's riveting on screen. She's 17 years old. She's an Armenian pianist named Eva Gavorgian. And Eva Gavorgian is someone we will hear from 
Uh, I won't tell you whether she wins the competition in the film or not, because that's a spoiler. The movie's fascinating to watch for anybody who cares about music. Unfortunately, there aren't many sections where you actually hear them playing, more sections where you hear them preparing and being coached and uh, nervously interacting with each other at a worldwide competition. Uh, two and a half stars, not officially rated. It's uh, playing in theaters right now. It will start streaming on HBO Max at the beginning of January. Uh, another film with a musical bent is a story, part of the greatest story ever told, as it's been called, the story of the New Testament, the story that we celebrate, that people celebrate every Christmas time. Movie is called A Journey to Bethlehem, which focuses on a uh, struggling young couple named Joseph and Mary. Listen. Mary, God has chosen you to have a son, the king of all kings. This wasn't a dream. An angel came to me. Joseph! I'm not the only one who was chosen for this. You have a choice. You can say you believe me and that you love me. I do. I will. Yes, of course. And uh, that's Milo Mannheim, who's actually quite funny and very likable as a young, kind of hunky Joseph. Uh, Fiona Palomo is the real star of the movie. She has a fantastic voice. She looks very young, which is appropriate for the part she's playing, Mary. And uh, Antonio Banderas shows up in the film in an amusing uh, supporting role. He plays King Herod. The three wise men uh, are a little bit too slapstick, more than necessary. The production numbers are lively, are, are fun, uh, sort of aimed at people who love high school musical or love Glee on television. This is actually written, co-written and directed by the Adam Anders, who is the main uh, force behind the Glee TV show. And uh, leave many people gleeful. Uh, the film is touching. Uh, it looks at the ancient story with fresh eyes, without the elements of darkness and uh, and and pain, really, that are part of the actual New Testament account. Two and a half stars for Journey to Bethlehem. Highly watchable. Uh, it is rated PG, and it is appropriate for broad audiences. Saltburn is the last film we're reviewing. It's gotten a lot of critical attention because it's written and directed by Emerald Fennell, who previously did uh, A Promising Young Woman, which got a lot of Oscar attention. Uh, this one is about a student at Oxford University who is awkward. He comes from a poor background. He's a scholarship kid but he becomes utterly obsessed with a dashing, aristocratic, uh, privileged, popular guy uh, played by Jacob Elordi, who also plays Elvis in that new film on Priscilla. Uh, the star, the weird and maladjusted guy, is uh, an Irish actor named Barry Keown. Uh, listen. My parents, they've got problems. What do you mean problems? I don't think I'll ever go home again. Well, why don't you come home with me? Come to Saltburn. And here he is now. Oh, what beautiful eyes. Oh, how wonderful. I had them hang up an old school dinner jacket. We dressed for dinner here. Dressed for dinner? Yeah, it's like, uh, it was like black tie. You're so, um... So what? 
real. Now it's time to take things up a notch. This place, you know, it's not for you. Lots of people get lost in Saltburn. Oh, that's just giving me goosebumps. Saltburn is the name of the estate uh, out in the countryside where this privileged family lives. Uh, but they don't know what they're getting into, uh, bringing home this maladjusted young man. Uh, the entire film is well produced. It's well acted. It includes uh, Rosamund Pike and uh, and Richard E. Grant in supporting roles. The difficulty is it is uh, so twisted in terms of uh, its relationships and goes so much darker than you expect uh, that uh, it, you, you leave the movie feeling, why did I need this much pain? I mean, really? Uh, it is a, uh, a being promoted as a gothic thriller, which is saying too much. Uh, Saltburn is rated a very hard R for bloody and uh, and sometimes grotesque involvement, uh, even involvement with corpses. Uh, it's it's uh, a lot to take in. Uh, again, rated R, uh, two and a half stars for uh, Saltburn, uh, where you can admire the craft of it without recommending it too highly. Uh, coming up on the Medved Show, on Monday we have uh, Governor Chris Sununu, the brilliant governor of New Hampshire, and he really is a terrific conservative Republican. Talk to him how things are going in the Granite State with the all-important New Hampshire primary. We're also next week going to be speaking to the legendary economist, the great and influential black intellectual Thomas Sowell. And uh, speaking of influential, Bill O'Reilly will be joining us next week uh, with his assessment of the Republican campaign so far and where that is going, the likely outcome for not just the struggle for the Republican nomination, but for the next presidency of the United States. Uh, also, there is a new report today which we'll cover with legal experts. It says Trump is not immune from being sued for the January 6th riot. That's a new ruling by an appellate court. Is it going to go to the Supreme Court? Is it uh, going to mean that uh, Donald Trump is sued by thousands of other people over January 6th? Uh, we will talk about that with, with Professor John Yu and much more coming up in this greatest nation 